0: Welcome. I reckon there's only one goal in this entire episode, and that's to convince you that the most heroic journey we can go on is the interior journey. You're listening to The Myth Pilgrim, and I am Brother Lawrence of the Missionaries of God's Love. At its heart, the spiritual journey is a delightful and perilous adventure, just like the myths and fairy tales we love. This podcast is also a journey learning from both wizards and saints, enchanted princesses and inner demons. Together, we'll discover how the great symbols of myth and fairy tale can guide us on our spiritual journey to God. Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of The Myth Pilgrim. Hope you're doing well today. If you've missed the previous Beauty and the Beast episode and this is your first time joining us, a special warm welcome to you and it's great to have you along. Today we shift gears a little and explore an episode that I've called Jedi, Jesus and the Hero's Journey. I really pray today is going to be both fun and formative because my mission, should I accomplish it, will be to cast some new light on the traditional Hero's Journey especially the hero's journey of one Luke Skywalker. But first, we're going to unpack what this hero's journey business is all about. How am I going to define it? And why is it such a common theme in myths and fairy tales? That's what we'll be exploring in the first half of this episode. The second half will get even better. I will demonstrate how the life of Jesus Christ actually fulfills the mythic hero's journey and how Jesus radically redefines it for you and I today. So, let's hop into the Millennium Falcon and blast off to... 1977, 43 years ago. When the first Star Wars film hit the screens in 1977, America was actually going through a decade of great cynicism. There was a looming threat of nuclear annihilation, for one. Then the polarising Vietnam War, presidential scandals, the unstable global economy, and so on and so forth. Now, the movies of this era also reflected this kind of cynicism. Gone were the traditional romances and national heroes and sweeping dramas. Now the movie screens were filled with the apocalyptic, the crude, and the celebration of lawless rebels and anti-heroes. It was actually into this very cultural milieu that the first Star Wars film was released, aptly called A New Hope. It was an instant hit, and not only did it capture the imaginations of the world, it redefined how the film industry understood it could tell stories for decades to come. Now, Naturally, many critics praised director George Lucas for his genius and vision and originality. But me, I say the genius of Lucas wasn't in his originality, but in his humility. Through his personal life journey, Lucas had humbly recognised the wisdom of mythology to teach and to guide. He pointed out that his Star Wars had in fact drawn upon the classical hero's journey of ancient mythology, including King Arthur, the Odyssey, and the Epic of Gilgamesh. Star Wars was simply a modern representation of ancient wisdom, forgotten wisdom, and this is what made his film feel like a blast of fresh air. The film was particularly inspired by Joseph Campbell's book, The Hero with a Thousand Faces, published in 1949. This book was at the time one of the most comprehensive studies of the great myths of the world. Campbell, an American professor of literature, not only collected the myths of the world, he compared them and tried to distill common themes and threads running right across them. Probably his key, discovery, was what he called the Monomyth, or more popularly known today as the Hero's Journey. This was an extremely consistent type of mythical story that seemed to have found its way across many civilizations' works. And while the specific characters and places and monsters of the hero's journey were different in each telling, the structure of the story was essentially the same. In a paragraph, here is how Campbell himself would summarise the hero's journey. A hero ventures forth from the world of common day into the region of supernatural wonder. Fabulous forces are there encountered, and a decisive victory is won. The hero comes back from his mysterious adventure with the power to bestow treasures on his fellow men. Joseph Campbell Now, even though you mightn't have ever heard that quote before, you're probably thinking something like, hey, that sounds quite familiar. And rightfully so, for the hero's journey is the central structure of many modern myths such as the Hunger Games, the Lion King, Harry Potter, and pretty much every Marvel and DC superhero movie ever. As we now look at the storyline of Star Wars A New Hope, see if you can notice the same pattern of the hero's journey as we just outlined in Joseph Campbell's quote. So once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away, Luke Skywalker is a farm boy tucked away on the obscure desert planet of Tatooine, a planet which he grudgingly describes as the rock that is farthest from the bright centre of the universe. He sounded exactly like that, I swear. He is a mundane moisture farmer, but yearns for adventure and a life out there among the stars, but is trapped by his responsibilities at home and the expectation of his only family, his uncle and aunt. Suddenly, through a series of events out of his control, he intercepts a mysterious message for help from Princess Leia and happens across a strange old hermit, Obi-Wan Kenobi, out in the wilderness, who tells him a story about his father's past and gives him his father's sword, a lightsaber. In that time, Luke's aunt and uncle are tragically killed, or murdered, should I say, and Luke has little choice but to follow Obi-Wan Kenobi into a great quest to rescue Princess Leia, a quest that would lead him out of the familiarity of home and into the heart of the Great Galactic War. Importantly, Obi-Wan introduces Luke to the concept of the Force for the first time, and teaches him how to surrender to it, to allow it to guide him on his quest. Luke, along with some acquaintances, make their way towards the Death Star, a giant space station that has enough firepower and might to destroy an entire planet. There, in the belly of this space-age dragon, he battles through many challenges and eventually rescues Princess Leia. He then joins her Rebel Alliance on a daring mission to destroy the Death Star once and for all, and to end its reign of terror in the galaxy. Nimbly flying a spaceship, and surrendering to the power of the Force, Luke exploits the Death Star's one weakness, and delivers the death blow that destroys it. He returns home a great hero, one who has faced and defeated the mightiest of foes, and restored peace to the galaxy. It's a pretty satisfying story, isn't it? Like, despite its simple formula, the film feels somehow fulfilling and resolved. Any storyline based around the hero's journey tends to feel this way, and the collective wisdom of the great civilizations attests to this. But at this point, you're probably wondering, what does someone like a Luke Skywalker today have to do with Jesus? Well, since the time of Campbell, many academics have rightly noted that the life of Jesus Christ seems to follow the pattern of the mythic hero's journey. As a believing Christian, I agree with this, but only partially. Because I believe that Jesus' life not only follows the mythic hero's journey, his life is the blueprint of the hero's journey. Every hero's journey. Like C.S. Lewis once said, Jesus Christ is the myth that became real, and all other myths before Christ were pointing towards him, and all myths after him were building upon him. Now this is a very radical claim for sure. But as a man of faith, I believe that either Jesus lies at the heart of human history, or he isn't God at all. Now we'll be exploring this notion of C.S. Lewis's true myth of Jesus in a much more detailed in later episodes. But for now, humor me a little and let's look at Jesus' life through the pattern of the hero's journey. Because we had just heard the journey of Luke Skywalker, I will use that as a bit of a guide as to how to look at the life of Jesus. So here we go. Like Luke Skywalker, Jesus grew up in relative obscurity in a town on the outskirts of his empire, the Roman Empire. He too knew from a young age that he was meant for a life greater than mundane carpentry, but was misunderstood by his parents and later by his own townspeople. It was in the wilderness of Judea that his mission was initiated, and picking up his father's sword, the Holy Scriptures, the Word of God, he immediately wields it against the enemy, the devil, in the desert. Unlike Luke, it wasn't the force that was imbued upon Jesus in this moment, but rather the Holy Spirit that descended upon him and continued to drive and guide his mission. Jesus also picks up a band of unlikely companions and, like Luke, leads them on a desperate rescue mission of an enslaved princess. It isn't Princess Leia that needs rescuing though, but Princess Zion, the people of God who have been kidnapped and imprisoned. Indeed, it wasn't the Death Star Jesus had to destroy, but death itself. Finding the weak spot in death, he slew it by dying on the cross. And at his resurrection, he was able to bring the greatest treasure of all, eternal life, for all people of all time. Hmm, That was fun. Did you see some of the parallels? Now, I just retold the Star Wars story, not because Christ is actually what Star Wars is really all about, or that George Lucas was actually a secret Christian who had Jesus in mind when he wrote Luke. No, I retold it to illustrate how the mythic hero's journey is actually brought to life, given flesh, and made real in human history through Jesus' own journey on Earth. I mean, the biggest difference between Luke and Jesus' journey is that Jesus is actually historical, and the success or failure of his hero's journey has real-life consequences not just for the galaxy, but for the entire created cosmos. If you're enjoying this episode of The Myth Pilgrim so far, please subscribe to it so you can stay up to date with all the latest episodes of our journey. Do you also consider sharing this podcast with your friends so that we can grow the fellowship of the myth pilgrim and together unveil the profound truths of God hidden in our myths and fairy tales. So we've been talking about some of the similarities between Jesus's journey and the mythical hero's journey and the way Jesus fulfills it. At this point, I want to highlight how Jesus teaches us to go on the hero's journey because it's actually radically different from anything we've seen in our classical stories. In a word, it is this. Humility. Jesus' hero's journey is distinctly marked by humility, his obedience to God his Father. His heroism was not a self-esteem-building journey of discovery, nor a personal quest for greatness. He sort of even didn't want to be the main character in it all. Everything he said and did pointed back to the Father. Jesus' heroism is measured by his humility. He always allowed the Father to lead him and would never go anywhere or do anything upon his own strength. In fact, Jesus knew that any power he had in his ministry, to defeat demons, to cure the sick, to calm the storm, to raise the dead, was the power of the Holy Spirit granted to him by his Father. Now, how highly would you rate humility as a mark of heroism? Whereas the hero's journeys of, old, you know, your Hercules, your Perseus and other superheroes, whereas they sought greatness through strength and achievements, Jesus sought to empty himself and give of himself fully for others. This total gift of self is the true nature of Christian love. Love for the Christian is not a mere sweet emotion, it is total self-gift. Paradoxically, the moment of Jesus' greatest folly and self-emptiness, his crucifixion, was the moment his hero's journey is most fulfilled. For it was there that love had reached its maximum. And for a Christian, love is heroism. There's no greater piece of scripture to capture Jesus' hero's journey than this hymn from Philippians chapter 2. It says, Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be grasped, but rather he emptied himself, Okay, so here's where the rubber hits the road though. The great Philippians hymn is not just the model of Jesus' hero's journey, it is the model of every Christian's journey. We seek to follow Jesus, right? Well, as followers of him, we seek to imitate the hero's journey he has exemplified for us, and that journey is the way of the cross. Jesus demonstrated that our journey is to be one of obedience to God and self-emptying love. And the cross is is the symbol of both obedience and love. Therefore, to take up our cross daily is every Christian's hero's journey. It is truly being able to say to God, Your will be done today, Lord, and give me your heart to love with today. To pray this daily is no small thing, because doing it faithfully every day will literally save the world. Can you begin to see why the hero's journey is primarily an interior journey? Obedience and love are not things out there to quest after or to conquer, but attitudes that begin inside the heart. To travel into ourselves is to first notice everything that is in us that is not currently obedient to God and not in the service of love. Inside us, We will find thinking patterns, memories, false ideas and attitudes that are so terrifying that they will make the dragons and balrogs of our myths look like ants. But we can take courage and have great hope, because that's only half the journey. We will also find inside ourselves the greatest treasures imaginable, truth, beauty and goodness that will make the Holy Grail look like a mere trinket. For the interior journey is also the journey Jesus took himself. And when you have Jesus himself journeying with you, leading you to the greatest treasure of all, God in your centre, everything else just fades into insignificance. When that happens, you're truly living the heroic life of a saint. And here we arrive at the end of our episode of Jesus, Jedi and the Hero's Journey. I hope today tickled both your imagination and your intellect, and at least made you curious enough to watch Star Wars A New Hope again. Like with the previous Beauty and the Beast episode, I have prepared a practical pilgrim exercise for you, so you can reflect on today's content in your week. Today, it is this. Take some quiet time to read through the great hymn in Philippians chapter 2, verse 16. Afterwards, have a conversation with God, maybe ask Him, how are you calling me to embark on the hero's journey today? What might it look like in my life, in my work, in my family? with my friends, in my community. You might find that all sorts of exciting doors opens up, or you might find that you're actually quite terrified and scared to go on the hero's journey if the spiritual life really meant what it does. That itself will already reveal something about how we feel, really feel, about the hero's journey and the Christian spiritual life. So I'm sure this prayer exercise will be fruitful no matter where it goes. So all the best with it, and until next time, journey forth, take care, And God bless.